Hello and welcome to Darken the Page. This is Dave Buddha. Today I'm going to do a special episode. I uh, wasn't going to have an interview this week, so I decided to add a just kind of a solo monologue type episode. I got a question from a listener. I wanted to address that and I wanted to tell you about some updates and future plans, that kind of thing. So first of all, I really hope you're enjoying the new season, um, which started with episode 35. Quality is really important to me. So that was my focus with these new batch of interviews. I've vetted guests a lot more. I make a lot of, a lot of edits to the, to the content to really take the best stuff and leave out the things where I ramble on too long or different stuff like that. And so far, I've been getting really great feedback. So thank you for all the emails, the tweets, the comments, um, everything. It really, really helps me. Uh, speaking of feedback, I want to mention again um, the Dark on the Page discussion group, which is otherwise known as the Thunderdome, and say how much I appreciate uh, the folks that are in that. Um, it's a small group of, of listeners who uh, discuss episodes each week and also good chance to give me feedback and we t support each other's writing and that kind of thing. Um, if you're out there and you'd like to be part of this group, um, send me an email at darkenthepage at gmail.com and tell me because I'd love to invite you. We have some really good people in there. Future plans. So I'm, I think I'm really getting close to doing a writer's retreat. Um, there, I found an awesome place up in the mountains in Big Bear, which is about two hours from LA and San Diego. And I would really love to put on something. So I can see maybe beginning of next year doing something like that. If it's something you're interested in, definitely let me know and make sure we're in touch. So, um, and if it's something you're really interested in, you're like, dude, I'd be down. Uh, definitely let me know because it would, it would speed up the process of me doing it. I'm really just waiting to, to gauge the level of interest out there. Um, I think what, what I'm visioning is like a three or four day thing where I provide a great place to, to, to stay, uh, food, and then we do like maybe daily fun exercises and then you get about, you know, seven or eight hours a day to, to do your work and, you know, with breaks in between and, and different things. Then we all have dinner together and talk about writing and maybe have some special guests come in. It's going to be really fun. Um, another thing that I, that I really am interested in doing is something that Elizabeth Gilbert has been doing lately, which is something she calls Magic Lessons. And she made a podcast around it. And basically, she calls up some of her readers that are feeling creatively stuck, and she coaches them and then airs that. And that's like a 15, 20-minute episode. And so I'm thinking about doing some of that stuff too and maybe talking to some of the listeners and seeing if I can offer some advice. And then if we work through the problems together, maybe that might help other people. So record it and make it uh, an occasional podcast episode. Again, if that sounds really interesting to you, send me an email. I'd love to hear about it. And okay, another thing that we're doing that you may have heard on the last episode is I'm doing a sponsor. And instead of 99designs, which was an affiliate um, that I used for the last couple months, what I did was I found another podcast that I felt really represented the mission that I'm on with Darken the Page, and that I also really enjoyed. And what I found was a podcast called Right Now with Sarah Werner, and Right spelled W-R-I-T-E. And I called her up and I said, hey, Sarah, um, I'd love to talk about sponsoring each other's podcast. And 
we ended up actually doing an interview together. She's on episode 43 of Dark of the Page. And she was ha- she was psyched about it. So what she's doing and before her show is talking about Dark on the Page. And what I'm doing for this month of September is talking about her show. So I want to tell you about one episode that she has done, which actually relates to what I'm going to talk about today. And it's episode 16 of hers, uh, which is how to make writing fun again. And she talks about like being going back to that place where writing was fun. And oftentimes we as adults, quote unquote, um, have to like we get caught up in writing being a job and we forget that this is this thing that we love so much. And and I really like where she goes with that. And it's really similar to what we're going to talk about today, which here we go. So I got an email from a listener, um, a good friend of mine, actually named Justin. And he basically said, I want to practice and get better at writing but what do I write about? And I love this question because it, it's something that it seems obvious, you know, and at the same time, I think we all think this from time to time. So I have a few points here that I think will help and be useful to anybody, even if they're not super stuck. So the first point, realize how much you're already writing. So before computers, writing was something we basically just did in school. It was really think back. I mean, like let's, I'm 32 years old. So let's go 20 years ago when computers were like, nobody had computers, right? When did you write? You you basically wrote in school, you wrote papers, you wrote it down on with your pencil on a paper, or you maybe you'd write notes to people. And maybe if you weren't, you know, if you wrote a note that was occasional. And so writing was actually something that you did rarely. Now code of 2015 and think of how much you write because with computers, the language of computers is writing, you know, we're even when we're even our texting is writing. I mean, we do more writing with texting today than we probably did 20 years ago, period. Just think about that. And, and practicing writing through texting is not that different than practicing writing through writing a paper or writing a note to your friend. Right? Because you have to use brevity. You have to communicate what you're talking about. A lot of ways, let's say I'm texting a girlfriend and she's upset <laughs> and I have to communicate something and I'm trying to not have her be upset. Like that's a difficult writing assignment. And so um, I'll use an example of this. This is really interesting. So I took a touch typing class in high school and that class, you know, we, we had our fingers like, you know, ASDF, uh, JKL comma, you know, apostrophe thing, you, you know, had her fingers there and we, we worked on the touch typing and, you know, I got all right at it. But what I noticed was when I got into college and I started the AOL instant messenger chatting, I, my, my typing, my touch typing just improved a crazy amount. And what I realized was I, you know, I didn't have to practice touch typing cause I was, t- I was writing all the time and I noticed that I've, over time, it just got a lot better. And I think that's kind of what happens with writing in a lot of ways is that we don't realize that we're writing all the time. And so we think we have to practice writing, but the truth is we're emailing friends, we're writing Facebook statuses, we're tweeting, we're texting, uh, we're doing all these things that are still practicing writing. Even Twitter, I, you know, I think having to write 140 characters you know, let, let's go back 100 years or so, or let's go back 50 years before any of this stuff. 
if you were in an English class and they said, okay, everybody, today's assignment is you're going to have to communicate something in 140 characters or less, and you're going to have to write something that's profound and interesting that people will want to read. Like, that would be awesome. People would be like, oh my gosh, this is the most revolutionary English class ever. This teacher is so avant-garde, you know, and and yet that's what we're doing today. We don't even give ourselves any credit. Like, we're we're really doing, we're doing so much and we're getting better already. So that's the first point. Realize how much you're already writing. Um, oh, another story that's worth saying with that. Um, so back in college, I was writing AOL instant messenger, uh, away messages. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but away messages, uh, were like the first status updates on instant messenger on AOL. And so, you know, of course you'd want to make cool status updates because then people would send you messages saying, Oh, awesome, awesome away message or whatever. And so I did one once and I was, it was like 1 a.m. and I was staying up to try to finish a paper. And it was one of those times where, you know, I, I just was like thinking about giving up. I was like, maybe I stay up and finish this. Maybe I don't. Maybe I go to sleep. Maybe it's better to, to, to stay up. I think I was studying for a test and I was trying to think, well, is it better to stay up and to study my ass off and be tired? Or is it better to just go to sleep, get a good night's sleep and just go with what I have? And so I decided to write this away message and I wrote, um, I wrote to sleep or not to sleep. That is the question. And I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember what I actually wrote, but it was something to the effect of, you know, whether it is nobler to, to stay awake and study digital uh, diligently or, and, and suffer the, the consequences of being tired or to, to sleep and rely on my own uh, you know, whatever. So you get the point. So I wrote this, uh, to be or not to be parody, um, on my away message and it, you know, people liked it and it was great. And a couple months later I was in my English class. I was submitting, I had to submit, uh, poems, I think. And I was writing some poems and yeah, they weren't that good. I honestly wasn't that good a poetry writer back then because I didn't put my conviction into it. I didn't write about stuff I actually cared about. I was just trying to get good grades or whatever. And I was, it was the day before I was trying to submit these poems. I was kind of behind. I had to write a few more poems. And I thought to myself, uh, you know what? I remember this, this away message that I, I made a couple months ago. I wonder if I could just throw that in. Like I wonder, uh, you know, and, and I actually thought I did at the time, but mostly because I just didn't have any other poems and I was desperate. And so I thought, it, it, you know, it's, even though it's a parody, I thought I would get away with it. And so I turned in this to sleep or not to sleep, um, Shakespeare parody poem and thinking that my teacher would go, you know, David, that's not a real poem. Like you should, you need to be whatever. And it turns out that was the poem that I got the best grade for like that. My English teacher actually circled it and said, this is amazing. This is great. You know, great stuff. And it was really funny because like, you know, it just turns out my, my natural creativity and my natural having fun and writing and, you know, with status updates and away messages, it turns out there's actually a lot of writing in there. And I did something there by accident that turned out to be even great in, edu in the educational world, scholarly. So that's the first point. Realize how much you're already writing. Second point, journaling is your best friend. So one of the biggest takeaways I've had from hosting this show and getting to talk to all these different writers and authors and painters and musicians and songwriters is what to do when you're, when you're stuck. And my number one thing to do when I'm stuck is to journal. 
And for me, what journaling means is just free form, what's on my mind, off the top of my head, no filter, writing. And I actually like doing it in uh, on my computer. So I pull up a notepad, I use the Apple Notes, and I just write. And I write, and I usually start with, I don't know what to write, and blah, blah, blah. I just, I just like literally say whatever's on my mind. I never publish any of this stuff. I don't try to make it great. I just say, wow, I'm stuck writing and I'm trying to think of what to write and I'm not sure. So I pulled up my notepad and here I am writing. And even as I write this, I'm thinking, gosh, I don't have anything. It's this total stream of consciousness off the top of your head. And what I found is that just the momentum of writing something, just getting it out, not filtering, that, that is an amazing way to get warmed up or to reignite yourself when, if you're stuck about something. So... When you say, what do I write about? Just start with journaling. Like start with, so if you don't know what to write about, write, I don't know what to write about. There, there, there's your journal entry. I don't know what to write about. I feel like I should write something profound, but you know, I don't have anything right now. And I think about other people, other writers, and I think, wow, they're so awesome. And I, I'm not very good. And I don't know what to write because I think I want to write poems, but my poetry isn't very good. And I want to be like Hemingway. And I like him because that just whatever comes out of your brain, just write it down and you're already writing. That counts as writing. Journaling is writing, okay? Um, also want to talk about having a meta conversation with yourself. That's, that's a really cool way to journal. So what I mean by a meta conversation is a conversation about the conversation or writing about your writing. So write what you're writing, write about what you're writing about, which would look like, I don't, if you said, I don't know what to write, that's writing about what you're writing about. So I hope you understand that that's, but that's a cool way to actually go deeper into what's going on in the moment is to discover it through writing about what's going on right now. Oh, right now I'm kind of hungry. I, I want to write, but I'm thinking about making dinner instead. That's writing about what you're writing about. Okay. Third point, publish with pride. So you want to get better at practicing writing, you need feedback. Okay, feedback is an, a great way to see what resonates and what doesn't. Because part of being a writer is, is connecting and making an impact on people. So um, I've been blogging and writing online for, oh, I don't know, like eight years, I guess, maybe. I started my first uh, blog in like 2006 or 2007. And I've just been publishing stuff all along the way. And then, you know, I started posting stuff on Facebook every once in a while. And I haven't had much of an audience that I would consider anywhere significant until like a couple of years ago. And even that, it's still debatable whether it's significant or not. But the point was I published. I always published stuff and I put it out there. And, and on Facebook, if I have an idea, I write a status about it. And it might be a long status, but I write it and then I publish it. And I get feedback and I publish it and I get feedback and I publish it and I get feedback. And I'm willing to be uh, wrong. I'm willing to have people disagree with me. I'm willing to have people not like it. And I'm willing to look at that feedback and also know that it only means, it doesn't, it's not perfect. You know, if I don't get, if I get negative feedback, it doesn't mean what I wrote is bad. If I get positive feedback, it doesn't mean what I wrote is brilliant. It's just one indicator. But that feedback accumulating over time helps me calibrate my writing. And with F Facebook is the best for a lot of people, Facebook is the best tool to use that you can publish on. It's going to be there for a couple of days and then it pretty much goes away, even though it's still in your timeline. Nobody cares about it anymore. Um, you just have to go. And um, 
you know, for example, I mean, when I was at Burning Man last week, um, you know, there was a girl that came up to me and said, hey, like, I, your Facebook posts and the things you've been posting on Facebook have really made a difference in my life. Like, thank you so much. And, well, that's, that's it. I had no idea she was listening. I had no idea she was reading what I wrote. And so you really never know who's listening. Um, just publish it and just publish it and, and know that even if one person reads it, it's still worth it. Okay? One person reads it. Um, also, with all the social media out there today, there are lots of mediums for writers of all styles. So if you're into writing short stuff, you can write on Twitter. If you're writing a little more long form, Facebook is great. If you want to write articles and you don't want to start your own blog, medium.com is a great place to publish. It's also very hot right now in the article world. Um, I just started publishing some stuff on there as you know, in addition to my own blog. Um, just there's different platforms, everything. If you like making videos, of course, YouTube and Vine and, you know, there's, there's so many places to, to do your art and publish it that you really have to take advantage of that. Um, and you can get that feedback when you publish it. Um, okay. Fourth point and last point, writing prompts are everywhere. So this goes back to the question of what do I write about? Well, you, uh, writing prompts are really useful and, I just kind of brainstormed and came up with a few that I like. And so feel free to use these if you want. Here are a few of them that I think would be cool. Um, one, if you could go back in time and give yourself younger, give your younger self advice, what would you say? Uh, what would be the article or story you would write for them? So that's a prompt that you've probably heard me use at the end of most shows, most of the Dark on the Page shows. I ask writers if you can go back in time and, you know, slip yourself a note uh, when you first started writing, whenever you consider that um, to be, what would you say? I mean, you can write a whole article about this or you could write a fictional story or you could, you know, whatever you'd want your younger self to write, to hear and to know and to read. That's a, that's an awesome article. Okay. So that's one. Another one I like is um, what to do when I die. I actually have an article that is maybe half to three quarters finished. With, that's the title of the article, What to Do When I Die. Because I had um, a friend of mine die maybe a month or two ago. It was very sudden and unexpected. And I thought about it because I thought the way that some people were reacting to his death um, may not have been how he wanted them to react, you know, or how he would hope they'd react. And I thought to myself, well, what if I died suddenly? You know, what if I could leave like an instruction manual, you know? So I could say, hey, instead of, instead of mourning me and being sad, what if you took some of the things that maybe my life meant to you and then you went out and did something in the world and did something inspiring or whatever. So I have this whole thing about what to do when I die and I think it was a pretty cool writing prompt. Uh, here's another one. Uh, write a gushy letter of appreciation to someone who's made a difference in your life or maybe your favorite podcast host. Um, that last part's a joke, but... Um, writing a letter of appreciation to someone who's made a difference um, is a, a brilliant idea for lots of reasons. One, because if you actually send it to them, it's a really sweet thing to do. And it always puts me in a good mood when I do that, when I'm looking at appreciating, appreciating people. But it's a really easy thing to do. And it could be someone like, it could be like a movie star or it could be a famous author and maybe you don't send the letter to them or maybe you do. I, I totally recommend you do, but um, you know, maybe you don't send it to them. But, but it's easy to find that appreciation and put it down in words. So that's another one. Uh, here's one for fiction. 
um, I'd say go crazy and make up the sickest, most outlandish world you can and then write a short story about it. And basically my suggestion here with fiction is make up something that is so um, I mean, so perverted in, 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 the, in a larger sense, like perverted not just sexually or something, per- perverted just like weird, something that if you publish this, people would be weirded out. And write that, but you don't have to publish it. You can just write it for yourself. But but use like the fact that you can write about this and create your own little world. It's so much fun. I mean, no one has to know. And so just write the most disgusting, crazy, sickest shit you can think of, and you know, make it make a short story. And you can do whatever you want because it's your world, you know. And you can write it, and you never have to show it to anybody. You can even just delete it if you want. Okay. Um, Oh, on the subject of short stories, um, you know, read some read some short stories. Uh, Hemingway has some really cool short stories. That lots of people do, and you know, look at how uh, that's a short little thing, and you can write some of your own. So if you haven't, if you're not familiar with short stories, um, go check some out first. Um, all right, another one is um, write the shortest book you can think of. So maybe, I don't know, it's like maybe two pages. What if you had to write a book that was two pages long? What would you say in it? Okay, here's another one. The last one is uh, pick an interesting picture and write a story about it. So if you want to find some interesting pictures, actually go to my blog, uh, buddhaism.com, B-O-O-D-A-I-S-M. And I actually, for every pic, for every article I write, I try to pick a really thought-provoking picture. And a lot of them are great to write stories about. Um, clearly, you can also go to Flickr or... Um, you know, Google image search and look up something. And when you see a picture that's like kind of captivating, just write a story about it. And maybe even, you know, write a short little story and then post it on Facebook. You know, people might share it. It'd be kind of cool. Anyways, pick an interesting picture, picture and write a story about it. All right. Those are my four points. Realize how much you're writing. Point number one. Second point, journaling is your best friend. Third point, Publish with pride. Fourth point, writing prompts are everywhere. And I gave you a few, but you can also make up your own. So that's my answer to I want to practice writing and I don't know what to write about. So that's it. I hope you uh, got something out of this. If if you're still listening right now, it maybe means you enjoyed this. So send me an email and say, hey, Dave, uh, do more of these little mini episodes where you don't interview anybody. You just talk about shit. please do that. Uh, darkenthepage at gmail.com again is the email address. Um, if you didn't like it, you know, maybe you'd be like, nah, man, go back and do more interview stuff. And okay, whatever. So thanks for listening. And until next week, go make great art.